Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. There is so much we don't know about our babies when we bring them home for the first time. They're so new and fragile with the softest, sweetest skin. And that skin can be prone to strange-looking rashes, flakiness, and other unknowable afflictions. Dr. Leona Yip is a dermatologist and mother who knows a lot about baby skin. Hi, Leona. How are you? Hello. I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. It's a pleasure. Do babies actually need any skincare products when you first bring them home? Because there's a lot on the market that you can see on the shelves saying for babies. Yes, absolutely. And it can be really confusing for a new time parent and even for myself as a dermatologist. There's so much advice, conflicting advice. And I think in times where there is confusion, it's really good to go back to basic science and to know the biology of the skin. And it's something that I would call the skin barrier function, which is what dermatologists have on about. And that is actually this skin seal or a skin barrier that sits on top of the skin that's made up of natural proteins and lipids or skin oils that would trap moisture within the skin and to keep it nice, moist and less irritated. In babies, especially younger ones, the premature babies and the ones who are less than four weeks of age, they don't have a skin barrier that works really well. And what this means is they're more prone to getting dry skin and irritated skin is flaky and they may also be prone to some skin rashes. So therefore, it's important to use moisturizers to try and help them have that skin barrier at the top to keep moisture within the skin so it's less itchy and less irritated for them. And in the above, it's also important to think about using an in-bath moisturizer, bath oils or oatmeal soap-free washes because that actually is less drying than just using water alone in the baths. So um, I've got a couple of questions based on that. Mm. Just to go with the last thing you mentioned there in terms of bathing a baby, do we need to be bathing them every day? And when you mentioned their oils, do we try to avoid normal soaps? Are there special soaps we can use or should we just go for oils? That's a very good question. I get asked it every day by patients. <laughs> so the, the first point was whether we need to bath babies every day, and the answer is no. The general consensus amongst doctors and specialists are that we don't need to bath babies that much compared to older children because they spend most of their time in their cots sleeping, feeding, they get soiled and you can clean them as needed. But because they already have a skin barrier that does not work really well, if you bathe them too frequently, that's going to strip off more oil from their skin and cause problems and increase their chances of getting eczema. So we would recommend bathing them not more than once every two to four days. And just depending on how much soiling that uh, they make as well, that would help determine that. And the other question was, soaps are not great for the skin. And this is true in babies, children and in adults. In particular, in those who are prone to skin irritation, dryness, and in people with eczema. Soaps really dry the skin and it can aggravate eczema and make it more difficult to treat. So always go with a body cleanser, which is not soap-based. Bath oils are actually very good for babies because it gives a little bit more moisturizing in the bath. Hot baths, 
you know, water and heat on their own are both skin irritants. So if you add in a moisturizer like bath oils or oatmeal, that can actually help to improve skin moisturizing for them and just offset that irritation by the heat and the water. You were mentioning there, um, to go back to an earlier question I had, you were saying under four weeks they don't have quite a developed skin barrier, so it's, it's important mm-hmm. to moisturize them. How mm-hmm. do we do that? Does it matter what products we use there? Another really good question, um, common question that I get asked is what moisturizers do we use? There are so many products out there and conflicting advice. So for younger babies, always go with a greasy moisturizer if possible. A paraffin-based moisturizer would be best or a cream moisturizer that's mixed in with greasy ingredients such as glycerine. Paraffin and glycerin are great because it traps moisture within the skin. It also draws water back into the skin. Um, now, contrary to popular beliefs about using essential oils as a moisturizer in babies and natural extracts, that is a great no-no because now there are at least 28 natural extracts and essential oils that have been confirmed to be human allergens and these are from studies in adults what more in babies and young children where they have more sensitive and delicate skin so that might pose more problems as dermatologists we do see lots of issues with skin sensitization and allergic contact dermatitis which are delayed skin hypersensitivity reactions from using essential oils so avoid those whenever possible and stick to inert products, fragrance-free and hypoallergenic. When it comes to the oils we put in the bath, is that Mm -hmm. different because the water's diluting it? Uh, no, so bath oils are completely different. So they're, they're not made out of essential oils. They are manufactured and a lot of these products in the market with bath oils, they are TGA approved. So they're approved by Therapeutic Goods Administration of Australia and their safety for use in babies and children are a bit more established and they're usually more hypoallergenic in their formulation. Now, I know this is not a diagnosis because, of course, every skin is different, but there are Mm. some common skin complaints that you can see in new babies and little Mm -hmm. ones, especially coming into summer. Um, Mm -hmm. One thing I remember from when my children were small, when they were newborns, is that it was Mm -hmm. fairly common for newborns to have a kind of a pimply rash. What's going on there when that happens when they've just been born? So there are a few conditions that can look like that. The commoner one that we see will be erythema toxicum neonatorum, which is a long name. <laughs> uh, it's a transient rash, and that's because when baby is born, the flora on the skin is a little bit different. And again, the skin barrier is not quite well formed, so that makes them more prone to getting skin rashes. They usually settle within a few weeks. Uh, if there are rashes that are more extensive and that's causing more obvious discomfort to the babies or is extending such as if we suspect infections, then they will need treatment. But in the vast majority of these rashes, they do not need intervention because they settle on their own and they usually don't cause baby as much discomfort as it actually looks. What about heat rash? What does heat rash look like and what's happening and how should we manage it? So heat rash is another common thing that we will see in summer. They look a bit pimply and they can have little pustules which are little green heads of pus they can be itchy or they may not cause any problems at all and this is due to blockage of sweat glands on top of the skin for example uh, from overheating a lot of parents tend to overdress their children but 
it's important to also remember that little kids run around a lot more than adults do. So if you're wearing three layers of clothes, your child may only need one or two layers. And if you overheat them, they sweat a lot. They get blocked sweat duct sweat glands that can cause these pimply rashes. And again, in the majority of cases, they go away and they don't need treatment. But if they do, just avoid overheating general measures, moisturizer, and also um, some mild topical steroids that your GP or your dermatologist can prescribe may help that settle faster. Should we be using cold flannels at all to cool them down if we suspect it's heat, heat rash? Yes, that's, that's a good idea as well. But again, in moderation, too much water on the skin can actually go the other way and cause skin dryness and irritation. Another thing that always comes up at summer is sun cream. Should Mm -hmm. we be avoiding sun cream with babies and just making sure they're out of the sun or is it okay to use sun cream? In Australia, the UV levels are high enough every day to warrant sun protection. The current understanding is that sun creams are safe to use in children above six months of age, but in babies who are less than six months old, there have been no studies that have proven harm if we have to use them. So whilst we all recommend clothing, broad brim hats as the main thing to do for sun protection in babies, but when they're outdoors and you can't cover their little hands and their little feet or their faces, it's absolutely fine to use sun cream to protect it because the repercussions of sunburn will be a lot worse than using sun creams on younger babies. So when you go to buy sun cream, um, mm-hmm. there are, again, a lot of different brands that you can get. And, of course, now you can get organic sun cream mm-hmm. that says it has less chemicals in it. Is organic always best when it comes to um, lotions and things for our babies? So the quick answer to that is no. Organic and natural is not necessarily the best for your baby and your child because, again, a lot of these products may contain ingredients with manufacturing claims that they work well, but they may not have the scientific evidence to prove that it's just as effective as mineral sunscreens with titanium dioxide or zinc oxide, which we know work very well, and even certain chemical sunscreens that have been proven to be just as effective. If parents are concerned about chemicals in sunscreens, then I would suggest to stick to the mineral ones, the titanium dioxide and zinc oxide, because we know that they're safe and they're effective to use in babies and children. And what about the SPF? Because, you know, you can get SPF 50 and then I've heard in some places that that doesn't matter. Is there any science behind the rating that the particular sun cream has? Yes, there is science behind that. So SPF stands for sun protection factor and it indicates how much level of protection there is to protect you against UVB rays, not UVA. The easiest thing is to give you a scenario. If it takes someone... 10 minutes to burn, SPF 30 just means that it takes 30 times more longer than uh, that time needed for that individual to burn. So it does not mean it gives you complete protection. Uh, It just means that it takes you longer to get sunburn. And all sunscreens need to be reapplied every two hours to give you that adequate protection. In Australia, experts would recommend that we use at least SPF 30 or SPF 50. Anything below that will block less UVB from entering the skin that can actually increase risk of sunburns and skin cancers. And anything above SPF 50 will not give you additional benefit. So SPF 30 or SPF 50 would be the way to go. 
And what would you say is the best way to care for a baby's skin this summer? Uh, good question. So again, that depends on how your baby's skin is like, how old is the baby, and whether baby's got dry skin to begin with, whether baby's got eczema or other skin conditions. But importantly, uh, making sure that you're using a lighter-based moisturizer, because in winter, thicker moisturizers may work better because the skin's drier, but in summer... Thicker moisturizers can cause problems with overheating and heat rashes and aggravation of eczema, for example. So stick to lotion-based or light cream-based moisturizers. Uh, And also thinking about not overheating your child because children sometimes run around a lot more than adults do and they don't need two or three layers of clothing like we do sometimes. And drinking a lot of water is important to keep your child hydrated, but also bearing in mind that a lot of water that your child drinks does not get into the skin. They go to help your body function better, like your heart, for example, but then to get to get hydration, I should say, into the skin, topical moisturizers are actually the best way to go. Leona, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, thank you for having me. That's Dr. Leona Yip. She's a dermatologist. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.